Cool. We're going to talk about the full gospel tonight. Yeah. Not just the partial one that you've heard, but the full one. Intriguing. Intriguing. <laughs> yeah, so everybody's heard that Jesus died, rose again three days later, and conquered death, right? Yep. It's usually where it ends. I'm here to tell you this where it began. Cool? It's mm -hmm. so where it began. Yeah, Jesus did all these cool things. He lived a perfect and spotless life. He was the perfect lamb. He was Messiah. He was the one prophesied. He fulfilled thousands of prophecies throughout the entire scripture and then shows up on the scene, blows everything up. Literally, rocks explode when he gets killed. Curtains get torn in half. Dead people start walking around. <laughs> this is the God we follow. This is him. This is him. He makes dead things come back to life. Yes? Yeah. He is the resurrection and the life, yes? Yeah. Yeah. He restores and sustains us, yes? yes. Isn't this good? Yeah. Yeah. Yes, this is the gospel. But then there's this huge part that all of Anybody want to take a shot at it? Why in the world did he die? Because we're sinful, okay? But... Why in the world did somebody have to die because we are sinful? Okay, yes, same thing. Why? Because of the promises? Because he wanted to be with us? Come on, give me a little more on that one. Because he was bridging a gap. This is the full gospel. He's bridging a gap. It's not just because you're effed up. Okay? It's not that's not the only reason Jesus died. Yes, he 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 said, "Okay, yeah, you're sinful." And then boom, he showed up on the scene and made that all good, but that's not the only reason he died. There's another reason. Because we lost communion with the Father. You guys didn't know that we were jumping right in tonight, yes? Right? Just because he we needed to restore communion with the Father. He was bridging a gap. Right? We've maybe seen the cartoon that's, that's built where there's a, a cliff on this side, then a huge gap in the middle side, and then a huge cliff on this, right? Yeah. The promised land's over here, right? And then all of a sudden a bridge has to be gapped so that you can get to that promised land. That's what Jesus did. Yeah. Do you understand this? Yeah. But that's not the full gospel either. <laughs> Are you ready? Why did Jesus die and then say, I'm sending somebody better? Do you know that's in the Word? That's in, that's in this Bible here. I'm sending somebody better. Don't cling to me. I'm sending somebody better. Why? Because the full gospel then says, Great, I forgave your sins. You're washed by my blood. I bridged the gap so you could have communion with the Father. And now it's time for you to go. Do you know this? Yeah. Now it's time for you to engage. What's the word Lord mean? Ruler. Ruler? Okay, cool. What else? Master. Master, good. What else? Come on. It's not that it's not a trick question. What's the word Lord mean? Ruler, master, what else? Oh come on. Are we sitting on the bench tonight? What's going on? Let's go. I mean, if that's what it takes at this point. 
Huh? Say it louder. King. King. Yeah. Great. What else? Huh? Who said it? Something. Something was said. Huh? I was telling him to look at the definition. I know that. Okay. I'll be on it, bro. It's a thing. Okay, read it. If it's actually crystal clear, thank you. Um, as a noun, someone or something having power, authority, or influence. There we go. Master or ruler. Great. Good. We got those. We don't want to talk about. Verb act in a superior and domineering manner towards someone. That's not great. Dominion. Okay. Archaic. Archaic. Oh, let's avoid that definition. <laughs> the word, I'm going to redefine the word Lord for you tonight. Are you ready? Yes. It is called, the definition of Lord now is obedience. Okay? You can't say, God, you are the Lord of my life, and no obedience follow that. Do you understand this? Yes. Right? Or else you're just being silly. Why say Lord, Lord? Because that means I want to be obedient to that person. Yes? If I say that the king of England is now my lord, I'm going to be obedient to his laws. Yes? But even more so, the king of the universe, when I say lord, I better be obedient. Do you understand so far? Yes. This is the way it goes. This is the kingdom of heaven. Do you understand this? Okay, be, uh, be patient with me. I got this sermon five minutes before worship started. Okay? Obedience then incurs what? Discipline. Discipline? Cool. I like where your mind's at. Where else? Action. Cool. I like it. What else? Keep going. You didn't know you were part of church tonight, did you? What's up? Knowing God, great. That's awesome. When you know God, what then happens as a byproduct? Jaden? See him move, an increase in faith, an increase in hope. Over yourself. Yes. You understand who you are. By redefining the word Lord to obedience... Then, I want to take it a step further and say, obedience now incurs your identity. If you are being obedient to the Lord of all, the King of kings, the ruler of all, the God of gods, then you're going to find out really fast who you are. Do you understand this? Not for your own sake, but you're going to understand your purpose, your, your livelihood of what the Lord has positioned you to be. Isn't this cool? Yes. Isn't this really fun? Okay, cool. Let's, <laughs> let's take it. Obedience then seals this mandate of identity. Yes. And if you know anything about epoxy, it's usually two parts. Yeah. And it inserts this, this, yeah, it's like a, it's a really sticky glue is epoxy. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay. I saw a lot of like... <laughs> What's going on there? So obedience and identity, kind of if I look at it as a bracket or an equal sign, those things plus one another equals a mandate 
for what? If you know me at all, if you've spent time with me at all, you know this answer. A mandate for miracles, signs, and wonders. Do you understand this? Are we on the same page so far? Yes. Isn't this beautiful? Isn't this a king, a lord that you want to follow? Good. I'm telling you the truth tonight. This is the full gospel. Right? I could stop right now. If you know me at all, I'm not. <laughs> but this is the full gospel. Jesus died. You're washed by his blood. He bridged this gap so you could have a relationship with the Father again. Yes. And then he says, I just want your yes. Every single day. Every single moment. I want it. That's what he says. And then... When you say yes a bunch to somebody, what happens? You're entrusted with more. Did you know that? If I say, if, if, okay, I'm gonna use Blake. If Blake continually says, yeah, man, I'll help you. I'll help you, I'll help you. What then happens to me and Blake's relationship? It grows, great, and I can rely on him. Yes? Let me use that with the Lord. Ready? You already know what I'm about to say, but let me say it. If I say yes and yes and yes more and more and more to the Lord, my relationship is going to grow, and the Lord is going to rely on me. I don't know about you guys, but I agree with Josh. It's pretty freaking awesome. I don't know about you guys, but the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords relying on me sounds pretty dope. Right? He can do it all on his own, right? I'm not talking about sovereignty tonight, okay? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about a relationship building between you and the Lord. When you build a relationship between you and him, he's going to rely on you just like you rely on your friends when something happens. Just like when you rely on your friends when you get older to move you from apartment to apartment to house to house. <laughs> it's the way it goes, right? There's this running joke, if you own a truck or a big vehicle, you're going to get used by people. It's true because they know they can rely on you. It's the way it goes. I don't know about you, but if I can use the car analogy, I want a semi to be backed up to the kingdom of heaven where the Lord knows that he can just pile stuff in and he knows that it's going to hit the spot every single time, just like Amazon. <laughs> I love where that went. Right? This is the way it goes. This is who the Lord wants us to be. Right? Isn't that beautiful? My favorite thing, and I'm not talking about Amazon just because you're here, Samuel. It was already planned, okay? <laughs> All right. The thing about Amazon is they capture everything that they've done. Do you understand this? I don't know about you guys, but if you know this at all, but I order a lot from Amazon. And they take a photo of where the package is on my front step. They're proud of where it was delivered. 
Catch this. Are you the same way when it comes to the anointing that's on your life? Are you the same way? Right? I want to capture this. I'm going to, I'm going to, I never want to forget this. You know that it's in an archive in Amazon, right? Every single photo that's been taken. It's in an archive, right? Are you the same way? Is that the way your mind is run? Like almost a Rolodex of, oh, the Lord showed up here. Oh, that was awesome, dude. Do you remember this one, right? Andrew, you were there with me. Let's look at it, right? Let's revisit these testimonies. Isn't this beautiful? The full gospel means that you're included. Come on. That's what it means. The full gospel means you're included. It's not that Jesus was just hung on a tree and said, cool, I did it, guys. Peace. No, he said, now I'm actually sending my spirit who did all this stuff with me. And that same spirit's in you. Doesn't that make you excited? Yeah. Doesn't that make you a little nervous? (laughs) (laughs) Right? The Lord relies on you. Turn to, uh, what do I want to preach? Okay, Romans 15. Yeah, same Madison when you're there. Romans 15. Romans 15, verse 14. Turn to it. Can I say, uh, can I say, like, Madison. Ooh, I like 14. 15, 14. Romans 15, 14. Turn to it. There's like four people there. Everybody there? Tatum, I know you're there. You don't even need to say it anymore. <laughs> Okay, I'm going to read it. Are you guys ready? You guys with me? Okay, Romans 15, verse 14 to 21. Okay, stay with me the whole time. Yes? I myself am satisfied about you. This is who talking? Who wrote Romans? Good, this is Paul writing it. It's not in red, so we know it's not Jesus, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Woo! We got Catholic all of a sudden. (laughs) I myself am satisfied about you, my brothers, that you yourselves are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, and able to instruct one another. One of them. One one another. Okay, verse 15. But on some points I have written to you very boldly, by the way of reminder, because of the grace given to me by God, to be a minister... To be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel of God. So that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Verse 17. In Christ Jesus, then I have reason to be proud of my work. For for I will not venture to speak of anything except what Christ has accomplished through me to bring the Gentiles to obedience by word and deed, by the power of signs and wonders, by the power of the Spirit of God. So that Jerusalem and all the way around that city. Yep, 
that one. I have fulfilled the ministry of the gospel of Christ. And thus, I make it my ambition to preach the gospel, not where Christ has already been named, lest I build on somebody else's foundation. Cool. So you get my point? You get my point? The full gospel has to be accompanied by signs and wonders. I don't know about you guys, but that really excites me. Because it's been something that I've been treading for a very, very long time in my life of saying, hey, let's wake up, smell the roses, and let's just, let's just heal everybody that we see. Let's just prophesy to every single person that we see about just words of knowledge all over the place. That's what I want. Oh, and I'm not alone because that's what Paul wanted. Did you catch it? Did you read the same scripture that I just read? Do I need to dissect it for you? Sounds like I do. <laughs> to be a minister of Christ Jesus to the Gentiles in the priestly service of the gospel so that the offering of the Gentiles may be acceptable. Why? Because it's sanctified by the Holy Spirit. In Christ Jesus, I have reason to be proud of the work that I have done. Yes? For I don't want to speak anything else except for Christ Jesus. And it will be followed by signs and wonders and the Holy Ghost. Yes? Cool. Let's keep, well, yeah, let's keep going. Matthew 7. Matthew seven twenty one. Oh. Now I'm gonna now I'm going to really mess you up the rest of the night, okay? I like it. Are you ready? I'm just preparing you before, okay? Just stay with me, stay attentive, okay? We're okay? Everybody's good? Yes? Dog is behaving tonight, so the Lord has this. All right. Matthew 7, verse 21. Maybe you've heard this, and it should keep you up at night. Ready? Not everyone who says this is red. This is Jesus. Ready? <laughs> you sure? Everybody got your seatbelt on? Yeah. I'm already Okay. <laughs> I forgot that. Ready? Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but the one who does the will of my Father who is in heaven. On that day, many people will say, Lord, Lord, didn't we prophesy in your name? Didn't we cast out demons in your name and do many mighty works in your name? And then I will declare to them, I never knew you. Depart from me, you workers of lawlessness. Yeah. I told you it was going to be tough. Okay? Let me read the first verse once. One more. Not everyone who says to me, Lord, Lord, will enter the kingdom of heaven, but 
the one who does will do the will of my Father who is in heaven. Okay, so here's the recipe. I'm not an equation guy. I don't believe in equations, but I'm going to preach an equation right now. Okay? <laughs> I understand heavenly equations. <laughs> so, if I say, Lord, Lord, I'm not guaranteed to enter into the kingdom of heaven unless I do the will of the Father. Okay, cool. So, good news. Yes? If I don't know the will of the Father, I'm sorry, don't say, Lord, Lord. Okay? You're just going to make everybody who actually is saying, Lord, Lord, with obedience, look silly. Okay? And you're going to look really silly when we're all standing in this. Uh, this is the way I envision Judgment Day. I don't know if it's biblical. Did you hear that? I don't know if it's biblical, but I envision when I'm at Judgment Day, I'm walking up, there's God on his huge throne, and there's this auditorium of people around me. <laughs> and he's like, what happened here? <laughs> I'm like, I blew it. And then, what happened here? And he does that for a long, long time. But that's the way I envision it. But, cool thing is, if I am doing the will of my Father now, that's what counts, okay? That's what counts. But all of, those <laughs> all of those times when I didn't know the will of my Father and I was not doing those, sorry, you're going to have to answer to those things, okay? Don't make up an excuse. Just say that you're dumb, okay? Just say, hey, Lord, I'm dumb, okay? Just let's move on to the good stuff, okay? <laughs> but you have an opportunity right now, today, at this very hour. Do you understand this? There's no better hour than this. This is the best hour. The better hour was probably maybe 10 years ago, but we'll talk about now. This is the second best hour. Yes? Okay. To say, I am going to do the will of the Father. Right? Just like it said in Romans 15, if I try to do it in somebody else's land, in somebody else's territory, I'm actually building on somebody else's own foundation. But I want to build on Jesus's foundation and foremost, my plot on that foundation. Yes? There's one foundation, but millions of Christians. Yes? So we all have different little sections of it. Okay? It's not weird. Yes? Are you with me? Yes. It's my post. You're, you guys aren't going to mess with it. We might partner and do things together, but it's my post. It's where the Lord has entrusted me with where he's building his house. Yes? Where he's building this body. Where he's building this mansion. Yes? Yeah. With lots of... Just joking. <laughs> okay? If I do the will of the Father, I'm on the right path. Cool? Yeah, yeah. If I'm not doing the will of the Father, I'm on the wrong path. Okay? Can I do the will of the Father and not? No. <laughs> Can a kingdom be divided? No. I'm sorry. It can't. So just focus on the Lord. You've heard me and Madison say it way too much. Focus on the Lord. That's it. Hey, do you want to follow the Lord? Oh, focus on Him. Cool? There's no secret potion. There's not this five jumping jacks that you got to do and this amount of scripture you got to read and this amount of time you have to pray. Good. Those are all good things. I don't do the jumping jacks part, but there's all good things. But that's the way it goes. He deserves your yes. He's God. Remember last week? He's God. 
He's God. How could we not? He's the one who knit you together, who made you the way you are, and then said, hey, here's what your plan is. Are you going to do it or no? Right? If I'm obedient, it unlocks who I am. When I'm obedient and I understand who I am, it's a mandate for what? Signs and wonders in the miraculous. It's no coincidence that that's what Jesus did. Do you understand that? Yeah. Do you understand that when he preached, he was working in the supernatural? Did you know that preaching is a spiritual gift? It's not like, oh, well, he shut down his spiritual anointing just to preach the word. No, it's not the way it went. He was acting in full Holy Ghost, full man, and full son. Right? Do we understand this? Yes. Preaching, seeing demons cast out, seeing lame men walk, leprosy go, whatever it was that Jesus saw, walking on water, that's kind of a cool one. <laughs> Maybe you're into that. <laughs> They're all Jesus' anointing and obedience. Yes? Okay, now... Cool. Jesus has a very high standard for us. We will never amount to who Jesus is, correct? Yes. But there's this guy named Paul who came right after him, and he was fully human. Right? What's that? He was fully human. Yes? yes? Okay. And when he was fully human, he did a lot of things. He preached, he baptized people in the Spirit, he healed, wrote the Bible, <laughs> right? Uh, that's a man, that's a, like a real man, not like Jesus man, who <laughs> was really a man, but like a real man, Paul, like only man, no God, just Holy Ghost. Yeah. Do we understand this? Yeah. So you plus Holy Ghost can do all of those things also. Do you understand that? Do you really though? Because it doesn't, that, that just response made me almost gag because I didn't think you actually understood it. When man, when, here, let me put it this way. When you plus Holy Ghost live in harmony, <laughs> a lot of things will happen. It reminds me of the Iranian pastor who said, stop praying to, for stopping persecution in my territory, but pray for revival. That's Paul. That is a Paul anointing all the way. Paul got the piss beat out of him. Do you know that? Yes. Yeah? He, he went through a lot of things, right? Like we talked about last week, he actually his disciples uh, actually raised him from the dead so that he could continue on. Yes? Yes. Okay? He went through a lot of things. I know. Isn't that crazy? In Acts. <laughs> okay. So, let me see if I'm missing anything more. Hold on. No, when I say, Lord, Lord, but don't do His will, there's no relationship. Correct? All right. Then, when I take it a step further, it says, Lord, Lord, didn't I do all of these things in Your name? And then the Lord says, what? Depart from me. I never knew you. You're lawless. Right? How did they do it all then? 
Hey, like seriously, I, I don't know about you guys, but I... The relationship part, I'm going to just be honest. The relationship part of God is hard. The anointing part is easier. According to Scripture, relationship and anointing aren't tied. The Lord will do what He wants. I know this is completely... Completely scary. But if I say, demon be cast out in Jesus' name, and it happens, my gauge is whether I'm intimate with the Lord or I'm just trying to entertain people. Right? I took a note today. Here. You've been called to the miraculous, not for your self-esteem, but because the gospel demands you to. I may stink at what the Lord has called me to do, but I don't have the luxury to change His assignments over my life. Correct? Right? He's going to do what He wants. Right? He could use your non-believing friend to, to declare truth over your life. Do you understand that? I don't know about you guys, but when I get pissed off, I usually say Jesus. When the world gets pissed off, they usually say Jesus. Right? It's ingrained in who we are. Jesus. So it's going to be ingrained by the way this world operates. Right? If I'm going through a rough time and I go to my best friend Chandler, who's not a believer, and he, he speaks truth of who I actually am because he knows me, he's investing into my life. Right? The better way, like it says before, is Lord, Lord, and do His will. I don't want to push the limits on just, I want to see signs and wonders and miraculous, so I'm just going to skip everywhere, and I'm going to go crazy. The Lord demands us to worship in spirit and in truth. Spirit is relationship. Truth is this. Right? I'm not telling you anything you haven't heard. It just sounds different, right? Okay. Let me, let me touch on this and then we'll go to one more spot, okay? Who's got an idol that they look up to? Like, if you play sports, you look up to this person, right? We all have them. It's okay. It's okay. You're in a safe place. <laughs> I have people I look up to, okay? When I was growing up, I, I'm a, I'm a, I was a huge golfer, okay? Huge golfer. You can make fun of me later. Not right now. I was a huge golfer, so I looked up to all of these guys who had the game figured out and dialed in, right? I've been really geeking out about watching tennis lately. It's just fascinating sport, right? There's this dude who, like, he's putting, like, the most spin on the freaking ball that I've ever seen. It's amazing. And he's going and running back and, whoop, like that, blowing everybody's minds, okay? you got to look at highlights. But 
you have these people that you look up to, right? You know things about them, you understand how they do things, but you've never met them. And it's a dangerous place when we take that same stance with the Lord. We see everything that they're doing and we try to replicate, just like Jaden was talking about. We try to replicate what he did in Scripture and what he's done after, after Scripture and all of these things. But now if I don't know him, I'm missing the point. And I'm just replicating who I think Jesus is. And I'm making up this little, um, this little doll named Jesus in my mind and I'm, that's who I'm trying to be instead of getting to know who He is. If I understand who He is, I, I don't have to jump through all the hoops to unleash the miraculous in my life. Right? I don't know about all of you guys, but I know you want the supernatural in your life. Right? You do. If you don't know it, you do. I'm telling you tonight. Okay? I'm telling you. Even if you have zero desire for it, I'm telling you, you want the miraculous in your life. Okay? It's who you're designed to be. Right? You're not designed just to shuffle to and fro. Oh, I'm washed by the blood, but that's it. No! You're designed to go. Just go, right? That's what you're designed to do. It's ingrained in who we are. Right? It's who you are. It's who you are. Lion King just came out and remember who you are. Remember. Remember that you're a child of God and that's what children do is they replicate their father. They replicate their true father, not anything that's been corrupted in your life. Do you hear me? Not anything that's been corrupted in your life. That's bullcrap and that's of the enemy. But we have a heavenly father who we need to look at. Yes. Yeah. Go to Matthew 12. We'll wrap up with this. Yeah. Anybody sweating in here? Or it's just me. <laughs> 12, 13. Come on. Quickly, quickly, quickly. Madison. 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 Yeah, let me read this. Ready? Yes. 12.38. Then Pharisees, do we know who the scribes and Pharisees are? Yes. Okay. They understood the word, but they had no relationship with the Lord. Yes? Yeah. Okay. They knew the word. We'll give them that credit. Good job, guys. Right? But you need relationship also. Okay? Cool. So the Pharisees and the scribes answered him saying, Teacher, we wish to see a sign from you. This is the moment Jesus has been praying for for 12 chapters. The Pharisees and the scribes asking him, Dude, show off! Yes? Cool. You guys don't think that's as cool as me and Samuel, but... Okay. And then Jesus asked or answered and said, An evil... <laughs> oh, man. An evil and adulterous generation seeks for a sign but no sign will be given to except the sign of the prophet jonah for just as jonah was three days and, and three nights in the belly of a great fish so is so so will the son of so will the son of man be three days and three nights in the heart 
of the earth. You understand what that means? In the grave. Yes? Okay. 41. The men of Nineveh will rise up at the judgment with the generation uh, and condemn it. For, jeez, why am I struggling? For they repent at the teaching of Jonah, and behold, something greater than Jonah is here. The, the queen of the south will rise up, will rise up at the judgment with the generation and condemn it. For she came from the ends of the earth to hear the wisdom of, the, of Solomon, and behold, something greater than Solomon is here. Okay, the thing I want to focus on first is how did the Pharisees and the scribes get to this point where they wanted a sign? Okay, cool. But they're the people who are like, no, this guy's demon-possessed. Right? That's who called Jesus a, a man with unclean spirits. Right? Why? Why would they want this? You just said earlier. Huh? You just said earlier. What is it? Every person wants... Uh, well, and I guess in the past you said it, like every person wants an encounter. Yeah. Whether they know it or not. Yeah. Let's look above. Chapter 12, verse 22. Ready? Then a demon-oppressed man who was blind and mute, was brought to him, and he healed him, he being Jesus, so that the man spoke and saw. And the people were amazed and said, Can this be the son of David? And when the Pharisees heard it, they said, <laughs> It is only by Bezel, how do you say that one? Belzebul, thank you, the prince of the demons that the man can cast out demons knowing knowing their thoughts <laughs> Jesus said to them every kingdom divided against itself is laid to waste okay so the biggest I mean this is a clap back yep yeah. that's it right there <laughs> so Jesus heals this blind and mute guy and the Pharisees and the scribes have the What's the PC audacity. term? Audacity, thank you. <laughs> the audacity to then say, nope, that's the devil. Are you catching what I'm about to say here? Then, ten verses later, show us a sign, God. Show us a sign, God. And then that's why Jesus says, you, you guys. <laughs> right? Yeah. You guys, what are you doing? Right? That same kind of thing. Right? This scripture is used all the time to tear, to tear down people who believe in the miraculous. Why? Because Jesus says only the fools look for signs and wonders. No. That's not what he's truly saying because we have to understand the context. Do we understand this? When I forget the sign that happened before in my life, Jesus looks at you when you say, Go show us a sign. We need more of you, Lord. Pour out. Yeah. He says, You lawless generation. 
Don't you remember? Don't you remember? You need another one. Right? The same thing goes for our lives when we say Jesus is a genie. Or we just rub this bottle waiting for him to pop out and say, you have three wishes. He looks at us and says, you lawless generation. Why are you, why, why is that the only thing you're seeking? What did I say that the Pharisees were? They knew the word, but they didn't understand the anointing. What did I say early, earlier? Spirit and in truth. Spirit equals relationship. If I lack relationship, I will always be a lawless generation who seeks for more, who is just a consumer of Holy Ghost instead of, instead of a poor outer of Holy Ghost. Do you understand this? So, full gospel. Do you understand it now? Do you understand the reliance of your life? Why you're here? Do you understand that? Do you think you're not worth it tonight? Stop being dumb. It's probably not what you need to hear, but seriously, stop being dumb. If you don't think you're worth it tonight, then you didn't listen to a word that the Lord just spoke through me. Because He relies on your obedience. He relies on what you carry. He relies on the piece of the foundation that you cover. He relies on you. How are we supposed to pray? On earth as it is in heaven. That's our prayer. It says it in scripture. This is how you are to pray. Yes? On earth as it is in heaven. Uh, that sounds like a pretty dope relationship with a lot of dope reliance with a lot of dope outcomes. Right? I don't know about you guys, but I'm kind of sick of preaching. I want to turn this night into just testimonies where we just get to celebrate what the Lord's done. That's what I want. But we couldn't fill an hour and a half. We couldn't. Like, let's be honest with ourselves. It's okay. We're all in process. I understand. But like, hey, giddy up. Let's go. This is the way it is. This is who the Lord has called you to be. People who live in the full gospel. Not just this partial gospel. Yes? Do you understand the full gospel? That you are a part of it. And he made you a part of it. Because you're co-crucified with him and co-resurrected with him. You're on the cross with him. Or the cross is for nothing. So if you feel downtrodden, if you feel like you're lacking, you're in good company. And the only thing that will fill you is the Holy Spirit and your obedience. Right? Just like Harmony reads. This whole that is filled in unison.
right? Right? A kingdom only conquers. What are we conquering? The bullcrap devil. I can't stand that guy. He's a dummy. Yes? But the cool thing is we don't even have to focus on him. We just get to focus on the Lord and it will all go away. Right? It's the way it goes. It's the way it goes. Or else the Lord has a really weird game plan. <laughs> right? Yeah. But he doesn't because he maps out what the game plan is in Scripture. He says, okay, strap up, get your armor on, and then let's go. Right? That's the way it is. There's no coincidence why we're saying, this is how I fight my battles tonight. Because the battle's already been beaten, you just need to focus on the Lord again. Right? You're surrounded by the Lord. He is omnipresent. He's everywhere. The devil's not. He's not. There might be a lot of him, right? Little legions going around. But at the end of the day, the Lord is everywhere. And the Lord's inside of you. Isn't that beautiful? Isn't that beautiful? I think I you see where I put my phone I think I got everything here it is let me see yeah I got everything okay we all right should be very encouraged tonight. Like super encouraged. Isn't this cool? Yep. This is the this is the kingdom of heaven. Right? There's this song that says we are in charge of pulling down heaven. We pull down heaven with shouts of praise. We pull down heaven with our obedience. We pull down heaven with our reliance on Him and His reliance on us. Cool? Let me pray for you and let's ask the Lord to speak to individuals so that we could get to know somebody better. Words of knowledge, I want them unleashed. Let's pray for that right now, okay? I feel like I'm on the verge of one, okay? So pray for it, for an illumination of it. There's something that the Lord wants to do. We're not done yet, okay? So Lord, I just pray that you administer to every single heart right now that, Lord, every single heart would be open right now, every single mind would be open right now, and that you would speak loud and clear, that we would understand a dependence on you, a dependence on your voice, and that we wouldn't think of anything else at this time, but just focus on what you're saying about somebody in this room, some people in this room, Lord. I pray that you would unleash it, a words of knowledge anointing with visions, with words, with phrases, Unleash it, Lord, and Holy Ghost, Holy Ghost, come on. Thank you, Lord. There's just like this, this anointing of thus says the Lord in this place right now. Come on, Lord. Lord, I pray that we, you would increase confidence who you're speaking to right now. That they would take the risk. 
not in manifestation, but they would take the take take the risk the risk in you, Lord. Jesus, if there's anything that's not of you in this space right now, I pray that it would leave in Jesus' name. Right now, in Jesus' name. Right now, in Jesus' name. Jesus. What is it? It's the Lord speaking right now. Maybe it's over just your life. Maybe he's talk, talking directly to you. Just think there's this word of knowledge anointing in this place right now. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. One more. What's the Lord saying? Come on. <laughs> 